Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back it is another episode of no bets barred this time it's the pfl world championships going down this week in new york city i will be in attendance for it at the uh, beautiful hulu theater connected to madison square garden it should be just a hell of a time i cannot wait for it uh before we get into that we got to break down last week we had a big weekend to combat sports jed how we doing man i'm so jealous of you just gonna be in attendance for this uh where, where are you sitting? Do you, you do you have the good seats? I hear there are plenty of seats available. So if you're listening to this, you're in the New York area. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do Friday after Thanksgiving. Maybe go see our boy C. Burks, you know, buy the man a brew and watch some fist fights, eh? Yeah, so I actually have no idea where my seats are yet. I'm I'm depending on New York Rick. He's the, uh, he's the ticket oh, plug for me. Ricky so, is the uh, ticket master. Yeah, he's the ticket master. I'm, I'm kind of just going in and it's just going to be a surprise where we sit. Maybe we're at the top. Honestly, there's really no bad seat in the Hulu theater. No, I mean, especially when you're there to watch, I mean, arguably the greatest MMA promotion in the world, you know, with, with the PFL. Listen, million dollar fights, man. That's all Six I care about. Like we got, Six of them. We got big checks coming out. We got five rounders. We got people's lives changing. And like... All I really ask for in, in an MMA fight is to either be incredibly entertaining, like it's just a banger of a fight, or give me some stakes. Make it matter. And million-dollar checks coming out the back, that sounds like some stakes to me. I mean, there, there are 100% stakes in this card. Uh, I have a, a, a variety of thoughts on it. If you're, more, if you're interested in those thoughts, I just recorded uh, Between the Links with the esteemed Mike Heck of MMAfighting.com. Great guy, great website. Great website, great uh, guy. A little Tuesday Between the Links. Thanksgiving yeah, well, off? We, you know, Thursday, Thanksgiving's off. Uh, we didn't do no no competition, just just getting something out there. We we talked today. That should uh, – I don't think that's up on the, on the pod network yet. I think it goes up uh, still on, on Wednesday. So make sure to check that out. You can get my full thoughts, brief rundown as we'll get into it later, I'm sure you know, a lot of fights, but that's not that that's to come. Let <laughs> us first say 
the seven fight main card is ridiculous and it's like a, six of them could be five rounders six of them could be 25 minutes that's there's a lot going on let us say let me extend my formal uh congratulations to you for getting the parlay pals back on track maybe there's an asterisk what with you know the how, what happened but no the, the parlay pals are on track you know they're on track and let me also extend to you the heartiest of welcomes welcome to the heavyweight oh, overtrain. Oh my God. I mean, it's better than I ever could imagine. Like you should have <laughs> seen me standing by myself in my living room, like jumping up and down and like frantically being like, come on, Chase, you can survive, bro. You can survive. <laughs> my only regret is not taking to go to a decision as well. Oh my goodness. Once we got into that, th- like we, we were texting and I was with you the whole time. I was like, God, and it makes me feel alive every time. It was so delightful. And as soon as it cashed, I was like, whoo, because I it really looked it in looked trouble. It, I mean, it was so sweaty. Chase Sherman's face was getting teed off on. Just and he had such a strong opening round, I felt. And then he just kind of like all of a sudden was getting just lit up. Uh and so, but then, you know, I was I was just happy with the win. And then suddenly it starts dragging on, and I'm like, man, I could have had a bet on goes to decision down, and oh, that's still that would have been a great a great feeling as well. So, a shocking amount of people sent me uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta by decision tickets at like plus four fifty. That was actually a, a decently popular wow. bet this week. I mean, that's some sharp shit. Shout out to Good them because like, yeah, for it to go longer yeah. and to pre- predict the winner, that's that's great stuff. It, I texted you this. It feels kind of like you're in the eye of the hurricane. You're you're out at sea <laughs> and you're in the eye of the hurricane, and like you're not supposed to be there. Everything around you is just craziness, uh, but inside the cage, they're just calm. They're cool. They're collected, and they're making it to the over. It is, man. It's. I, I don't. I'm not kidding when I say it's the most electric bet in MMA gambling. It is. It is so much fun. I will never. I don't care if they lose a hundred times in a row. I have never felt as alive as I do when you get the heavyweight overs, particularly the one and a half, because oh, yeah. those are the sweatiest. You know, you get the two and a halfs, and that's when it's like, well, this is supposed to go over. Like they they know yeah. something could be a foot, but that one and a half. You got a bumpy ride ahead of you, man. I'm not going to lie. I already played oh, a heavyweight yeah. under. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next week, uh, Pavlovich versus Tuivasa. I hit that under as soon as it opened. I mean, that's going to be a bumpy ride, man. It's, it is, it is, but it's it's just, I'm here for the roller coaster. The ups, the downs. It's not a guaranteed winner, but you are. I guarantee you're going to feel something. That's oh, what I guarantee. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a guarantee. Bellator 288, Usman or Magomedov. Just kind of how I expected it to go. Oh yeah, that was that was just uh, honestly I expected more dominance. I expected a finish. Uh, so you know, getting it like that, uh, I'm glad I didn't have any any bets on that beyond just taking him straight and having him as a parlay leg. But my parlay leg got blown up anyway because Corey Anderson lost. But you know the the half the half shove on Usman kept me okay there. I will say. Heavyweight overs in Bellator might not be a thing because those weren't even a fun ride. They were just... Oh, God. Yeah. Who was it? Sullivan Colley. That was over fast. Yeah, that was useless. The The main card one actually was pretty thrilling because I, I thought it was going. After that first round, I was like, we're in pretty good shape to hit this over one and a half here. And then, then Tyrell Fortune just gets his head uppercutted to the moon. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was one of those outcomes where it wasn't even fun. Like I could root for him to try and survive through it. And you're just cheering him on. It was like, Oh, he's just done now. Yeah. He's dead. So. Yeah. He's dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, all of those were, were a little bit sketchy. Did the, did you do the first one of the night? Like the like real like amateur dudes. Uh, that was the heavyweight one, right? The, the yeah, it was I, like Gavea. Yeah, the Gavea one. Yeah, I did. Uh, didn't I, I? Didn't even watch that one. I for I straight up forgot Bellator was happening Friday because I was off. Uh, and then after I like cooked dinner or whatever, I was like, oh, this is on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull up and see what's what's happening. I was like, oh, that one clearly. Uh, apparently also made it into the second round. Looks, it looked like it was going to hit. Okay. It looked like it was going to hit and then it was over like in a, in a flash. Yeah. So that's what you uh, get with heavyweight overs though. Heavyweight. It would have been more fun to ride the roller coaster, but I, I didn't, I did clock in for the main card. So I, I uh, at least did, got to feel something about Daniel James, but you know, didn't get to, uh, didn't get to ride the, the lightning in the main event. We lose Derek Lewis uh, versus Sergey Spivak. I was that was just gonna be. I was so excited about it, and then that card, man, tough, tough. Every every aspect of it was tough. Just losing that. Uh, Not all a single ranked fighter. Yeah. All no no no. What did Jennifer Maya's ranked for sure? Now though, she wasn't no, ranked. Jen- prior. Jennifer Maya had to have been ranked coming into this fight. I don't know if that's true. I am almost a thousand percent certain that that is true because she challenged for a title and lost, like, she lost two fights, but they were to Caitlin Chikagian and Manal Firo. Mm. She had to have a ranking. Maria yeah, Moroz right. may not have. Yeah, she's number eight now, so she had to have because Moroz wouldn't have gotten her that. So uh, either um, way, if that's the argument you're making, that is oh, a yeah, uh, weak a argument to be made. Yeah, and all the fights were were middling to bad. Uh, it just just a tough tough weekend, and yeah. we kind of knew that it could have been that. But then when you lose the main event, it really Ooh, which was propping this thing up pretty hard. Like you get a black beast fight, like it's it's usually a pretty good night. I mean, like I ripped on it a little bit just because the the main event became uh, Ion Kutalaba, Kennedy and Zuchukwu, and like a couple of people were like, "Come on, man! Like, what else were they supposed to do?" I feel that there's really nothing else they can do, and like not all these cards are going to be great, but. When your co-main event, you're falling back on two unranked light heavyweights that are like a combined two and eight in their last ten fights. Uh, yeah, it's just it's not a great look. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. the The criticism isn't well, what what could they do? It happened. The criticism is they is putting themselves in a position where if something happens, we know the fight game. Things happen all the time. All the time. Something like this happens, then here here you're at, and that's that just sort of is what it is. I do want to say one more note on the main event falling out because uh, I, I didn't hear this get mentioned on Monday on the MMA Hour. Great program. Make sure to check it out. Great program. Uh, I just want to shout out the people because I know that there are people out there. Uh, I love the DraftKings. No disrespect to this week's or any week's DraftKings, but I, I feel bad for whoever the DraftKings players this week who lost Derek Lewis in the middle of the card. Cause that fight didn't fall off beforehand. So you can adjust your DraftKings lineup. They can't, they told us that that fight wasn't happening in the middle of the card. So you already have, I bet a lot of folks had Derek Lewis in their DraftKings lineup. Cause I did, I did in the ones I was playing. And, uh, then I suddenly find out, Oh, that's can't, can't make any hay here. Uh, Crap. so, so something that DraftKings has recently introduced is like being able 
to swap your fighters out? Like, were like, you like, did you go on your lineup like after the main event got canceled? No, no. I, I was just, I I was just say, like, well, this is this is it. <laughs> I want to say like coincidentally, uh, kind of weird uh, that they like just introduced being able to. Like someone tweeted, like I just typed it into Twitter. Like, is it a coincidence that DraftKings introduces the late swap the day that a main event was canceled? Like, I think they literally introduced it on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Introducing fantasy MMA late swap. They did this on Saturday, the day that the, obviously you have to be ta- paying attention to the card. You have to notice that it gets canceled. You have to take the time to go change how it. Like if you're even, out for the yeah, day. How does this even work? Cause I can't, I assume I can't swap with something that's already happened. So I only I can only swap it out with whatever's left on the card exactly. as an option for me. Yeah, it says we are. It's listen- better than nothing, but we're always listening. And now it's time you can swap fighters from your lineup up until their big fight begins. Gone are the frustrating days of having a fighter withdraw before their scheduled start time, and there being nothing you can do about it. Now you can swap well, them out for one who hasn't fought yet. Well, big 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 props to DraftKings. Great guys for doing that. Uh, you know, shame on me for not taking the time to get on. I just wrote it off. It's like, well, well it's, a, it's a brand new feature. It literally came out the day. Literally of. I don't came out the day. So I don't I blame you for not knowing. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, uh, that sucks because Derek Lewis was was an integral part of my plans. You know, love it. Week. I love a little daily fantasy. Speaking of things that happened, uh, after Miles John secured a victory, he mentioned that James Krause was not allowed to corner him because this has become such a thing yeah yeah like it's not he's not officially suspended but he's under investigation from the Derek minner fight dude so many people have come me and me and the esteemed mike heck uh did the post show uh great guy did the post show for ufc and this was like half of what we talked about it's the biggest story coming out of this ufc event for sure which kind of speaks to this card frankly uh, and since I've been catching a ton of flack from people for stuff I said on the post show, basically my stance has been uh, pretty uniform that I cannot believe that James Krause would have done anything uh, here because it is both illegal, like, or at least treading a very fine line of legality, uh, certainly morally reprehensible and just incredibly stupid like it would if james krause knew and did you know knew about Derek minner and get bet on him or bet against him or whatever it's the dumbest thing that's happened in a sport where dumb things happen regularly because he is the first guy like literally the first he is a prominent member of the community who touts on his discord game like a gambling discord has been very vocal about it and is this guy's coach. And it would just be the most blatantly idiotic thing that's ever happened. And I I choose to believe that James Krause is not the dumbest man in mixed martial arts. It would be quite dumb. Uh, one of the craziest things that did come of it, uh, in my opinion, that feels like everyone that's kind of complaining, like for some reason I have been seeing a lot of complaints that like not enough media outlets are talking about it um ton of those mike and i got into that on on btl this week yeah yeah they're all idiotic by the way i mean uh a couple of people have accused uh, me of being like because uh the mma hour is sponsored by DraftKings. uh that's why we don't talk about it which is could not be more objectively false uh 
One thing that is really crazy, though, is the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement notified all of the state's sports books on Saturday that they are now prohibited from taking bets on fights that James Krause is involved in as a coach, trainer, promoter, or fighter. Not from James Krause, taking bets on those fights, period. Yeah, that's... All of this is all of this feel or looks a lot more nefarious than it probably is. I, I am not here to say that James Krause is a thousand percent innocent of any wrongdoing because I don't know. My assumption is that he is, though, because it would, like I said, it'd be very dumb. But all of the flack that has come about not talking about it, nobody has answers right now. There's a, yeah, that's, we cannot <laughs> we cannot report something based on internet hearsay. That is the definition of fake news. Like you can't, there isn't. Trust me, MMAfighting.com, great website, has been looking great into uh, to the to this to the best of our ability. But there, nobody has anything concrete that can be reported about this. Most of what is being said online is hearsay or conjecture or not verified at this moment. What I'll say on this is. The simplest answer is usually is usually the right one. And to me, the simplest answer here is that something shady clearly went on. Again, I doubt that James Krause was involved, but because the optics of it are so bad, that is is causing everybody else to just slow things down and cover their ass. Because why wouldn't they? Why would, with the stench of this, true or false... Again, I am presuming it to not be true. With the stench of this, why would sports books open themselves up, expose themselves to the risk here until we know for sure that this isn't really a thing? Why would a commission allow uh, allow James Krause to be involved until we know that this isn't a thing? I would say that, frankly, the bigger issue to me here is that Miles Johns had to compete without one of his chief coaches and corners on like very little notice uh which is kind of shitty just for that to happen but sometimes that happens in the sport sometimes buddy guys get sick or, or things fall out and that's just how it goes i would just say to everybody we have no idea what the facts are right now there are independent investigations going on and things are trying to be figured out and as much as people seem to really be ready to 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 mark mark something out and stand on the corner and say this is what it is. We have no facts to that matter. We're all figuring it out. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing everyone's saying that we need to be talking about it and you know, I understand that obviously this is a media outlet and we cover this sport and it is a big story, but it's kind of like what you said. I mean, there's really not much to be said on the subject because we don't really know anything. We're waiting for investigations. We're waiting to see what happens. Uh and at this point all we can do is speculate. It's it's weird, in my opinion. It's sketchy, uh, and I'm curious to hear what ha- to to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, right now, it it really is just speculation and just trying to to gather all the facts and see what happens. Yeah, it would be. I will say this: it will be the funniest story if if the worst possible outcome oh my God, comes from this. It will be the most hilariously MMA story in in <laughs> quite some time. I don't think that's going to be the case. Like I've said a bunch, but. Uh, it certainly seems like a lot of people want that to be the case. Cause I have gotten hit up about this more than anything else this year that I can think of. Honestly, like 
ton of people coming at me in my DMs about this one. So people people are invested in the James oh, Krause yeah, sure. saga. I can promise you we are not uh we are not forced to not talk about this. When there's when there's stuff to talk about, I am happy to talk about it because it is incredibly intriguing. Uh all right. Enough about that. Enough about James um, Krause. You, speaking of incredibly intriguing, Connor, I hear we have fights this weekend. Oh, we've got a lot of fights. Uh, James Krause <laughs> might not be able to bet anymore, but we certainly still can. Uh, and we're going to do that on the PFL World Championships going down this weekend, this Friday, Black Friday, at the Hulu Theater. Uh, six championship fights, all for a million dollars taking place. I mean, I think it's, it's going to be fun. Like, if you, if you claim to be an MMA fan, I think this is going to be fun and is going to be worth viewing. Uh, you know, it's not a UFC card, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being in attendance. Uh, I mean, you've, you've got some decent names on this card and just anytime you're fighting for a million dollars, it's just that much more interesting to me. I love your enthusiasm. I don't want to, I don't want to stop your shine, buddy. Uh, and I, I went through all the negatives of this on BTO. Uh, I hope, I hope that this is fun. I hope that this is good. I, I'm working the event. I'll be covering it on Friday night. I have some very, very major concerns. Uh, I do think that going would be great. I said it on BTL. Uh, PFL puts on a good live show, and you're going to have six very big fights with stakes and a couple of other fights that also matter, uh, even if they don't have the same stakes, a million dollars. And that's just, it should be a good time in, you know, uh, at the Hulu Theater, doing the thing. I get it. My main issue, my big problem with this fight card is just that it should be two fight cards because six championship fights, if, and we can get into it uh, as we go through it, I would say that there is a, it, that all six of them probably won't go the full five rounds. I think there is a very good chance that several of them can like do and that every one of them does have a real chance to go five. Again, I don't think all of them will, but I am not looking at any of these and being like, that one is for sure getting finished. And if you get six fights that go 25 minutes, I, sir, I'm not a math genius, but I believe that five times two is 50 and 50 times three is 150. So that's 150 minutes, which is two and a half hours of fist fighting that could be going on without the 15 minutes but you know between to clean the cage and get and go back to the booth not including the julia bud aspen lad fight that's also on the main that card. is the worst part in this entire planning look you gotta have a little you, you gotta have a palate cleanser you have three title fights you gotta have something in the middle to break I it up before you get into three more I title disagree. fights I, I couldn't disagree <laughs> with that more actually uh I'd keep it coming keep it coming nonstop action and it's not as if aspen lad julia bud is some huge draw for me like is it just because it's aspen lad burner sir recently fought in the ufc like is that it uh is it i bet i bet three of them don't go the distance i think i think the light heavyweight and the heavyweight obviously are the most likely to not go to a decision. I but I mean, agree. anytime you got Rob Wilkinson fighting, it's it's uh, pretty unlikely that it's going to go the distance, especially 25 minutes. Ante Delizia, Scheffel, I mean, that one. Both of those two fights should get finished early, but if you told me they went the full distance, I w- it would not shock me. 
Yeah, I guess shock isn't the word. I'd be surprised though for sure. Either way, let's let's dive in. Let's dive let's in. Dive we, in because we, we got a lot of fights to talk about. And I will say this: if you're spending fifty bucks, they're giving you value for money because you are getting lots of fights, seven fights for fifty bucks, potentially three full hours of in cage fight product for your fifty dollars. So you look at it that way, that's a steal. Yeah, I mean, I guess if 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 time <laughs> is value, then yes, this is a valuable package. All right, let's get get right into it. The main event, the Bellator Champion Series, is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Women's lightweight championship. Kayla Harrison is taking on Larissa Pacheco. This will be the third time they have fought. Right now, you can get Kayla Harrison for minus 700. Larissa Pacheco coming back at plus 400. So right when this matchup got made, I was like, I, I know I'm going to be going to this. Uh, and I, I like kind of started building a narrative in my head of, you know, maybe shock the world. Like maybe Larissa Pacheco shocks the world. Uh, she's coming off five straight first round finishes since their last meeting. She's going to be a huge underdog. And then I dove in, you know, to the tape, into uh, the research. And my my mind has completely been changed. I mean, the five fight win streak that she's on, yes, they're all first round finishes, but who are they against? Twice against Elena Kolznik, who is two and five in her last seven. Uh, Gina Fabian. Also finished in the first round by Kayla Harrison. Zamzagul Faisalanova, 0-2 in the PFL, both by first-round finish losses. Uh, and then last but not least, Julija Pajik. Uh, she's 4-2, both losses coming in the PFL by KO. Uh, and the combined record of her opponents that she's beaten, picked up those four wins against, is 0-8. I mean, it's we're talking Bellator-level dive. Uh, here. So, I mean, they just haven't been the best opponents. Kayla Harrison and Larissa Pacheco have two mutual opponents. Kayla Harrison also finished both of those opponents in the first round. It's not like she's been knocking out world beaters on her path back to Kayla Harrison. And then the first two fights. I mean, they fought for eight rounds. Both of them went to decisions, a five-rounder and uh, a three-rounder. She got 30-25 on one scorecard, and she got 50-43 on one scorecard. So according to the judges, Larissa Pacheco has won zero rounds and been 10-8 twice. Uh, I just can't imagine that she's made enough improvements to get this win here. She would have to land the shot. She would have to knock her out. That's really the only way I see it. But just watching the tape back, she she really couldn't get in 
the shots against Kayla. Kayla was able to take her down whenever she wanted to. And I just imagine this is going to go exactly how the first two went. Yeah, there's no reason to think otherwise. Like, why Why would you possibly, you know? It is, I, I wanted to throw the chaos hammer. You know, I wanted to swing it and be like, well, Pacheco, because I like Pacheco. I think I like, she's improved. Yeah, I, like I think really she's improved a to. lot as a fighter. Um, she's impressed me when I've seen her kind of uh, step up. The, certainly this year, I think she's had a good run. I mean, you know, talk about the quality of comp- competition. Sure, it's not very high, but... That's that is the nature of women's lightweight. There aren't that that's not a real weight class, so it's all bad. Like <laughs> Kayla Harrison's quality of competition isn't good either. Like there, nobody's good, so it, it just is what it is. I, I like her. I think that she can be a little more, maybe more competitive this time around. Uh, and I would have been somewhat interested in something if this line had been nearly as wide as I'd imagined. I would have thought, given that they fought twice before how dominant those performances were were from Kayla and the name value. She is only minus 580 right now at DraftKings. And that number sh- is shockingly low to like, I had thought she'd be minus a thousand. Um, and maybe if she's closer to that, Pacheco, if she gets up to plus 800, maybe that, that big of a number could have enticed me, but instead I'm just the other way now. I'm like, well, uh, I like Kayla Harrison to win. Going to use her as a parlay leg, and I also uh, found found this guy out here. We'll say not nearly as many bets possibilities. Not as many. I couldn't find props really for most of this yeah. stuff. So it was very really tough that it, it's pretty limited stretch here. But the over under is set at three and a half rounds. Over three and a half is plus one thirty. Uh, and I got to say, I, I enjoy that number a great deal. I got it at plus 145, so it's already moved a little bit. Uh, but look, Kayla Harrison, for as good as she is, has never finished Pacheco. They have fought for 30 minutes. Uh, yes, or not 30 40. minutes, because one of them was, I forget, yeah, one of them was the, the five-rounder. So uh, she couldn't get the finish then. Uh, I do think she's improving, but I think Pacheco's improving. And Pacheco's still only 28. She's not... Old, I think she has a chance to hang around. So I also took a shot plus one forty five in the over three and a half. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's up with best fight odds. Uh, that number on DraftKings has come down right now. It's listed as minus seven fifty. Uh, they've been like messing up this Kayla Harrison line all week. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I I would have thought like I mean we've seen Kayla Harrison as big as a minus four thousand favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious as to what she's going to close at. I think quite a few people are taking the shot on Pacheco just because five first-round finishes uh, and the number is pretty big. But I imagine a lot more people are going to be parlaying up Kayla and this this number continues to drop. Uh, I have to believe that she closes a bigger favorite than she is right now. Towards her, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are, they are should moving. I, should I all in? Should I go all in on Kayla Harrison? I mean, you might as well. It's not going to give you a great return, but I... It's the kill it. shot. If, if you if you lose, it's going to come swiftly and it's going to come suddenly and, and it's going to like... It doesn't feel like it's going to come though. It feels like I, this is a good all-in bet. I just don't. I, I Kayla Harrison is also like tactically speaking, like she is just bigger and she is stronger and she can get the takedowns when she wants them. Like it's... For Pacheco to win, it is it is about finding the shot. And just after going through and watching some tape on the people that she's fought... Like you said, like this is not a real certified division in MMA. Like she is not fighting that great of competition. 
we might instead of going all in we might just we might just pot bet it we might just go with a little half bet like like we did for for uh usman Nurmagomedov. i uh, i know just, she hasn't finished pacheco something in my gut tells me that it happens here it's not available yet at any books in the states. I mean, they are just crawling on these props. So Keeping they, nothing for us for this card, man. They are not concerned about these props at all. Uh, but on some books out there, minus one fifty inside the distance, I might get talked into that. Like Pacheco's tough, but like I, there's just something. It's kind of like your your Dan Hooker round two bet. Hey, if there's, you're just feeling it. There's just something that tells me that Harrison gets a finish this time out. I, I mean, it it is. It's de- it's always possible when you're talking Kayla Harrison uh, and fighting anybody, anybody on the planet of Earth that is very live. But uh, I don't have any bone bets. I just believe that she hasn't been able to finish her yet. And three and a half was an interesting line for the over-under. So. There is one and book it, that has uh, one and a half, the over set at minus 160. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, I would... I would bet heftily on that. Yeah, BetUS. There's a there's a few books out there. Yeah, BetUS is the only one in the states that currently has that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'd feel pretty good about that over one and a half. I will probably end up playing that. Uh, That price, I'd feel great about that. I feel like there's something, there's something that like. So I watched the Marina Montekina fight uh, that Kayla Harrison had to kick off this season, and she didn't finish her. And just like the sheer disgust she had on her face because she didn't get a finish and like just like the sheer disgust she presented in the interview, it it leads me to believe that like she really wants to finish Larissa Pacheco, that she doesn't want to say that I'm she sure went 13 she rounds. Can I'm she? Sure, I, yeah. don't I don't know. I, I'm sure she wants to because this is, this is going to be her last tournament fight. You know, she's not going to do the tournament thing anymore and. You know, this is the woman who has made it to the cards with her twice before. I'm sure she wants to put a put a stamp on her tournament career. Uh, maybe she can get it. I just don't know if she's going to get it early. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll probably jump in with you there on the uh, on the over one and a half at minus one sixty as well. That would um, be great. That's pretty much all my thoughts on that, though. I, I think Kayla Harrison retains and gets another million dollar check. I love it. Now we can talk about. I believe he's your boy. Oh my boy, Lockman! I, I, I believe you're a Lockman guy. Am I? Yeah, I ride I, with him. I met him in the studio. He seems like a chill yeah. guy. He got a big win over Chris Wade as a as a pretty hefty underdog uh, last time out. Sure I, did. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. I always have a, a softer spot when I get to meet these guys in person and actually get to you know experience their personality a little bit. But it is the co-main event, the men's featherweight championship. It's Brennan Lockman going up against Bubba Jenkins right now. Lockman. Minus 190, Jenkins plus 140. You mentioned it. He is kind of my boy. I've known I've been going to this for a while, so I've kind of been hawking lines uh, ever since they came out. Surprisingly early. I mean, these things have been out for like a month and a half now, which I love seeing as I'm going to the event. I played Lock Nane as soon as he opened minus 105. I'm honestly surprised at the line movement uh, just because of Bubba Jenkins' wrestling acumen. Uh, I kind of see this as a coin flip fight it's really just comes down to is Bubba Jenkins going to be able to get the takedowns the way that Lockname fought them off against Chris Wade you would kind of feel like no um but every fight is different I mean Bubba Jenkins D1 wrestling national champion at Arizona State it, it really to, to for me it just comes down to I think for everyone too it's does Bubba Jenkins land the takedowns if he doesn't I think this is one-way traffic for for Brendan Lockname 
uh it's absolutely that i i wish the line hadn't moved as much because i didn't jump on it early I, I still took uh brendan at minus 170 to me i think the biggest thing is i i have questions about bubba's gas tank as we get into championship rounds uh not i mean we see this with a lot of collegiate wrestlers anyway just Six minutes is not 15. It's very, very different. Um, and as good as you are. 15 is not 25. 15 is not 25. And, and as good as you are at something, if you, that is still a, a physically exhausting thing to do. Uh, and Brendan looks so good defending takedowns. Uh, I think maybe Bubba can get him down early, but I, I don't think he's going to get a finish. Uh, he's not a big finisher, Bubba. He's, I mean, he's he, not a big he, finisher, dude. And, and Lock Nane. He's not a man that really gets finished. He's got T- a phenomenal chest. Like he's got a great chin. Never been knocked out before. Yeah, uh, tougher than a two dollar steak, man. And I, I side with you, man. He's he's got good cardio. The takedown defense looks phenomenal against Chris Wade. And you know you can't really do the MMA math. Chris Wade, uh, he basically just out grappled Bubba Jenkins and, and beat him by a unanimous yeah. decision. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to cheer for Brendan Lochnane, and I'll be there. So. That Do was it. the biggest pusher on why I bet him. Uh, here's the one thing that does give me pause, uh, is that I have bet Brennan Lognane in each of his fights leading up to this, and the Kudo fight was probably, probably not a win. Like, probably not a win. Uh, parlayed him up in that one, and when he went to the scorecards, I was like, well, that parlay is dead. Uh, and he was <laughs> able to get a like technical decision Um there was it was like a weird fight. There was point deductions, uh, and then Ago Huskik. Uh, I mean, he came in on super short notice. That was just kind of a layup fight for him. So hopefully, the Brennan Log name that fought Chris Wade, Millie on the line, comes out and fights for us. I tend to believe this man is going to fight for our dollar, and that's all you can really ask when you bet on folks. Uh, yep. And I think that's what's going to happen. Look, maybe he didn't deserve to win the the Kudo fight, but he also arguably didn't deserve to lose to Movi Kablev. Or Pat Healy, or Tom Dukenwa. I mean, this man could very like. There's a world where this man is undefeated for ten years, but for losing three split decisions. So, you That's know, crazy how, how do you not back a man who hasn't lost in ten years, or yeah. can feel genuinely that he hasn't lost in ten years? I I don't. I have to back that man, and Let's so I backed it. him with my hard earned dollars. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. I can't. I can't wait for that walk uh, on Friday. I mean, I'm. The more I talk about it, the more I do the research, I'm getting weirdly excited for it. It uh, it is the best fight of the weekend. I, I believe that's pretty it, it, it pretty doesn't undeniable. it doesn't hurt that, you know, it's just a quick train ride up, told MSG for me, quick train ride back, you know, maybe hit the midnight leftovers afterward. It's it's gonna be, you know, USA England on it's it too. A, Gotta support hell the of a, hell of a Friday for the you. The home country. Uh so yeah, big big Friday. Let's keep it rolling though. Heavyweight championship. Oh. Now you're talking my language. Oh, I know I am. I mean, this is this goes one of two ways. Either it's kind of a staring contest and like you sort of cruise to it, uh, or someone just gets put flat out. Ante Delizia taking on Mateus Scheffel right now. Delizia minus 285, Scheffel coming back plus 200. Uh, for those that aren't big PFL fans, this fight happened seven months ago. It happened back in April. Delizia drops him. I was saying, could you remind me uh, how that happened? What What happened in that old fight there? Uh, they kind of stared at each other for like three minutes. Then Delizia dropped them big in round one. I thought the fight, I watched that fight live. I thought it was over there. He starts laying down shots, but, but Sheffield survives. They come out in round two, takes him a minute. Ante Delizia, uh, knocks him clean out. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I played Ante Delizio minus 215. I, I, I'm i sort of surprised how we saw this fight half a year ago. Can I tell you my favorite thing? I wrote one note down for this show. I only have <laughs> one single note down. Please. Uh, because I'm I'm all the way with you. I'm on Ante Delizio minus 250. Uh, would you care to guess? I don't know if you looked into this. Do you know how big of an underdog Mateo Scheffel was the first time they fought? Uh, I actually watched the tape on this fight. I want to say like a plus 400. Plus 410. What and has now, changed? That, he lost. He got hurt in the first round, knocked out in the hurt second bad. round, and now he is only a plus 210. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. When I looked at this line, That's what I'm I, saying. Was, I was like, how I assumed that he would be like a minus 600 because he, that's like, Listen, at the worst, he should have been the exact same as he was earlier this year. And now percent. we're here. A thousand percent, dude. I like when this line dropped, I get the best fight odds and the fight odds.io notifications. When I got the notification uh, that Delisia. He opened at like a minus 200 and I missed that. And I was like, what? Like I, I like verbally said that when the line dropped, I was like, how is that possible? Like, I, yeah, I get, he had a great performance against Capaloza, you know, knocking him out of the playoffs and everything. But like, we saw this Capaloza fight. Capaloza was terrible. And also he had an awful fight with Juan Adams. Yes. And it like, I was at that fight. It was not a very good fight. <laughs> Go back and watch this fight that happened six months ago. There was never a second of that fight where it was just like, ooh, Sheffield might get this. Yeah. Like, there was, I think he landed like nine strikes over seven minutes and got knocked down once and knocked out clean. Like, even if Sheffield finds the spot on Friday and I lose this bet, I will a, a thousand times of a, out of a thousand times, I would, I would take every this time. bet. Every, Every time, time. we is, saw it six months ago. I think it's the best bet on the card, just like from a math standpoint. I, For I, all the stuff we've said, like I, I genuinely cannot figure out why this line is the way it is. Because six months ago, it was twice as big. It was twice as big six did. months ago, and he lost that fight. I, it's, it's, I got almost, it's almost to the point where I'm like so confused. I'm like. Like, I'm starting to ask questions. What do they like, know that I yes, don't know? Yes. What do they know that I don't know Let's here? Let's call like, James Krause. Let's get James on I'm the saying. phone James, and be like, Jimmy! James, Jimmy, you've been in the gym with these boys. You've been in Croatia. Do you know anything about old auntie that I don't like, know? What's going on here, dude? It, it it feels weird. And if he comes out and like starches Sheffield again, I'm going to be like, why did I not like take out every dollar that is to my name and put it yeah. on? The if this fight like, goes the way we all think it is, I'm like, well, I, I my immediate thing is going to be regret that I didn't bet more. Yes, it's just I, like, like, I have regrets that I, I didn't like, do more. Wow, like I'm actually an idiot for not just dumping on this. Like it, uh, Unbelievable. yeah, it. I I was I was shocked. I don't know if because it's a smaller market, because it's a PFL market. Uh, but yeah, I was just blown away. Like if it, I haven't seen anyone yet, you know, really making the argument for Mateus Scheffel, but How I can't, could you? I, what is it? What, what are the improvements? Like what has leaps and bounds against Juan Adams? Like what yeah. it, what's happened? He was losing. He lost parts of the Adams fight too. Look, we've talked enough about this fight. I will just say though, buddy, because I also, I want to feel alive on Friday got and I got to be honest. Depending how the three championship fights plus Julia Bud Aspen Lad, I might be flagging a little bit. I might be like, well, I need a pick me up. So 
We've got an over under. It's one and a half over minus one forty five. I also saw out there you could get over two and a half at plus one forty. Gotta say, I I'm gonna take the over one and a half. I don't I feel very smart. good about the yeah. over two and a half there. Over one and a half minus one forty five. I am here to feel alive, and so I'm doing it. I, I really feel like this is one of those fights where that is such a great bet until it's not. Like it's like either gonna hit and you're gonna be like, Woo, like that was easy. Or oh, you're gonna absolutely. be like I think we're good. I think and it's dead. It's over. Yep, that's a loser. Why did I place that? Like it's like uh yeah, this I feel like this fight goes one of two ways. Cause I mean if you're watching the if you go back and watch the first one, I mean there's really like no action until Sheffel is just on his back. But we did see him survive that first he round. Did. He did. So, yeah, he did. So if we can just delay that inevitable problem until later, maybe we can make it over seven and a half minutes, and that's all I need. Yeah, and I haven't gotten the prop yet, uh, but I will likely be looking to parlay. Uh, fight does not go to a decision. Delaja by KO, if that prop ever drops anywhere... Because given the fact that he's only this big a favorite, the by KO prop is, has to be like minus one something. Listen, like like I said, they are just taking their sweet ass time with these props. But especially given that the the lines have been out for a month, but they can't yeah. get props on I mean, it's four just, days before the event. It's three maddening. days, three days. It's maddening. Uh, three days from now, I'll be sitting in the Hulu theater watching this happen. Uh, Delisia inside the distance, according to like a five dimes or a sports bet. Uh, is minus 115, and I will absolutely oh be blind. Oh, my God. I'm going to, as soon as I find that somewhere where I can do they're, something They're going to come out. Like, I, I've, I've, you know, I've really started to learn this. Like, you just got to be patient, but it's just like, man, when you know you want to bet a prop and, like, you cannot find it on any of your books, uh, it's just like, oh, my God. I want to get my action down. Yes, I want to get my action down. I want to get the line as soon as I can before it, like, changes before it up. Start, before somebody listens to this pod and is like, yeah, I'm not really sure why Ante Delage is. We are the biggest podcast in, in MMA gambling, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're going to move the line once I'm this not, drops. I might not release this until after the props get dropped. I'm, I'm not going to lie, dude. If there was ever going to be a, a Costanza, it would be Mateus Scheffel. Honestly, well, it feels like it, but my issue is that the the money isn't there. There's not a big. He's only plus two ten or whatever. I, That's I not enough value. It. I need more. I, I, I can't praying, this man. I am praying that we come back to this next week and we're just like, should have Costanza free money, free money. Like I'm hoping that that's the case, but it is it is heavyweights. Yeah, we've talked enough about this. We still yes. have three championship fights plus some undercard stuff and the main card not championship fight coming. So let's move on. Let's get to it. The main card non-championship fight. It's a women's featherweight cleanser. bout. Julia Bud taking on Aspen Lad. Minus 250 for Lad, plus 175 for Bud. Yeah, dude, I got I got nothing here. This is my breather. This is my palate cleanser. This is when I go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Think Lad probably gets done. Not trusting her at minus 250. Uh, I'm glad to see she's at featherweight. I'd love to see her make a little run at lightweight, maybe, if she's going to hang around PFL. Uh, but yeah, I'll just be chilling when this one happens. Oh, uh, she's not making a run at lightweight because she is... She's going to be featherweight because that's where Kayla is, is going to be. The win, This fight is fighting for the the next person to fight Kayla Harrison because the winner of this is going to fight Kayla Harrison in a non-tourney bout next year or whatever. Uh, and I'm taking Julia Budd. I don't feel like wildly Sick. confident in it, but uh, she is, uh, as you noted, for whatever reason, Aspen Lad is minus two plus favorite. Julia Budd's plus 190 right now. And... 
I don't have any confidence or faith or belief in Aspen Ladd. Like at some point in time, she probably should. Like I would have said she should win this fight, but her last win is Yana Kunitskaya. She lost to Rocky Pennington and Norma Dumont and not only lost those fights, but just looked horrifically bad. She's pulled out of just a thousand fights in recently and just her entire career screams stay away and fade at all fade everything possible because too much going on none of it good no good performances and julia bud look she lost her last one uh to jenna fabian she's not she's probably past her prime but the woman's a professional she knows how to fight she's gonna show up she's gonna make weight she's gonna you know she went four rounds with cyborg not that long ago like I just I can't trust Aspen Ladd at this price, and I kind of think at this at, at plus one ninety, Julia Bud's worth a shot. So I mean, I'm taking a little value play. I'm a hundred percent with you. I mean, like, how could you possibly trust Aspen Ladd at minus two fifty? I mean, she. I don't know who's betting on her at that price. It's, it's not like when she did get into the octagon, she was some sort of world beater. Like nope. she's lost to Raquel Pennington, lost to Norma Dumont. I played Norma Dumont in that fight at like plus one twenty five, and I was just like. It was a layup. Like it was, it was too easy. Uh, gets one win against Yana uh, Kunzenkaya, and then got finished, got knocked out in 16 seconds against Jermaine Durandamy. She's one in three Let, in her last. Let's four. be clear too, Jermaine Durandamy, not like the world's biggest finisher or puncher, like a a very very good fighter, but not somebody who like whose resume is littered with first round finishes, a lot of stoppages. A lot of accumulation by strikes finishes, not a one-hitter quitter, and she just blasted her. Well, you know, you want to do the MMA math, too. Let's head down the old road 11 years back. Oh. Julia, well, Bud, Julia Budd beats Jermaine Durandamy by unanimous decision at Strikeforce Challenger 16. Yeah, some, some, whew, that's, t- that's tough for old Aspen. Can't win when the MMA math is against you. Can't win. Uh, all right, let's just keep it right on rolling after that one. So moving on. Men's lightweight championship. Uh, I mean, I'm pumped for this one too. Stevie Ray going up against it's Olivier Aubin Mercier. Minus 425 for OAM. Plus 280 for Stevie Ray. Uh, I mean, dude, $1 million on the line. Two guys that were both over 500 in the UFC. Uh, I'm down. I'm hyped for it. Uh, so when it comes to the actual fight itself, uh, Stevie Ray's path to victory was kind of weird. Lost uh, to Alex Martinez and then sort of just got two fights against against Anthony Pettis. And the way that he won those Pettis fights was essentially just dominating in the ground game. And I just don't foresee him being able to do that here to OAM. I, I think OAM actually has a, a pretty large advantage in the grappling. I mean, it just last time out, speaking of MMA math, he fought Alex Martinez and just beat him pillar to post uh, using that ground game, uh, who's the guy that Stevie Ray lost to. So I see OAM getting this done. Um, don't know how how he'll hold up on the feet, but I, I know this is going to eventually go to the ground in there. I think he has the advantage. Yeah, I, I think OAM, honestly, on the feet, maybe Stevie Ray has a slight edge, but I, I don't even think it's that big. Uh I'm on OEM. He's a second. I just have a two-leg parlay with Ooh. him and Kayla Harrison. Oh, I got the same thing, but I got a third leg. I I I would be interested to see because I looked at a few others. I thought about putting a few others in. 
ultimately couldn't just just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Uh, I left it at two. Pays out at minus two hundred four. So it is. Uh, it's a bit pulpy. There's there's a bit of juice in there, but you know you 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 take what you can get. It's it's two legs. Feel very good about it hitting. I also uh, because apparently I wanted to have a lot of action on this card. Despite there not being props available, I just took so many bets. Uh, OAM, the man, God love him, you know, Canadian gangster. The man does not finish fights. No, nah, man, and he, and he was hunting a finish hard against Alex Martinez, yeah. and he just could not get and it. He is just not a man who finishes fights. And Stevie Ray is a man who is pretty damn durable. So uh, that's probably why you're getting an over-under at uh, at four and a half being minus 165 over. But, you know, since there's not a fight goes to a decision or OEM by decision prop, which I would be interested in seeing, but I could, I don't, I don't have any of those. Uh, I just took the over four and a half minus 165 in this fight as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you, man. I, I was actually there for the OAM Alex Martinez fight. And it was just like, yeah, he's, he's not going to finish this, but he did 30-26 him on two scorecards. Yeah, he'll dominate the fight control all day, but his last finish was Evan Dunham, you know? Uh, and that was oh, 2018. That was, and Evan Dunham was very washed at that point in time. Like, he also, when you go back and look, it's so, his him not being in the UFC is very, it's an indictment because yeah. his loss is Alexander Hernandez, very, very explicable loss. Armin uh, Sarukian. Armin Sarukian and Gilbert Burns. You know, Gilbert Burns, top five welterweight. Uh, Armin Sarukian, dude, is going to be a top five lightweight uh, in a few years. Just n- no shame in those losses. But now he gets to get a million dollars, so that's cool for him. That is cool for him. I mean, hopefully he gets it done. I don't have a million dollars, so. I definitely don't have a million dollars. I can assure you of that. So both on OAM there, both think. Olivier Aubin Mercier gets it done there, the French Canadian. Look at uh, that French from you, I mean, buddy. Let's yes. let's hope he gets it done. What a cultured uh, man. Cultured. Uh let's keep it rolling. Speaking of cultured, this next man is quite cultured. It's the welterweight championship. Delano Taylor taking on Sadi Busai. Uh right now you can get Sai for minus two hundred. Taylor for plus one forty five. Yeah, so uh I mean, are you gonna bet against a man? whose nickname is the Swedish Denzel Washington. Are you, are you going to do that? I don't know. Delano Taylor's the postman. So, wow. you know. Uh, Great nickname I, I, matchup. Look, I don't, one of the things I love about PFL, it gives you a lot of opportunity to look at MMA math. Uh, yeah, there so, is a lot of math that goes into old PFL. Because uh, Delano Taylor got to this position uh, as an alternate by beating Roy McDonald. Knocked him out in the first round. Sadi Busai won a decision over Rory. I was in attendance for that fight. Uh, not, I, I had to say, Taylor's win was much more impressive. Also, <laughs> or I guess on the other side, both men have lost to Magomed Magomed Karamov, who <laughs> may be coming up later in this show. Uh, but Sai went to a decision, whereas yeah. Taylor gets finished. So I, I don't know how to read the math here. I don't have a great feeling on this fight, frankly. Uh, to me, this is a dog or pass, but I, I can't feel there. I can't feel confident either way. So I have just passed. So I can't pass because I'm going to be in person, and there's six million dollar fights, and I have to have action on every can't, single can't one. Can't pass. 
And I mean, they're fighting for a million dollars. You can't have them fight for, you know, 20 bucks on your side. Of course you can. You got to. This fight is just, if we could get some alternate props, this fight is just a bread and butter alternate over one and a half minus 650. Like that is just, this This fight screams that. If we get some alt props, don't know if we're going to, uh, we'll find out. I did play Sadi Busai. Uh, I mean, Swedish Denzel Washington, I just can't deny that. Uh, I got him at minus it's, 160. It's a, it's a hell of a name. Uh, Let's so not get, pretend at all. It's a hell of yeah, a name. Let me make the argument. Uh, he's big. He's tall. He's got great body kicks. He works the jab well. So, Delano Taylor he's watching. He's the more polished striker, certainly, of the I two. I agree. I agree. And so, like, Delano Taylor watching back some tape on him, like, he's, he's like, kind of, like, he has sort of, like, a plotting style. Uh, and I feel like side to, to beat him, I guess, uh, watching the tape like you like he's been in some crazy wars where like the pace is pretty high uh like he's always going to decisions um if you get him to the ground you're you're really going to expose him i don't really see taylor doing that like i feel like this is just going to stay standing like kind of just be like a kickboxing match um so i'm just going to say that Cy racks up the points uh and he just wins wins via decision i feel like a, a Cy plus money by decision would would not be a terrible bet like i, I would i would see hate that yeah, I see this most likely going to a decision. Will we ever get props? Uh, I don't know. I, but, who can say if we're... I mean, the over-under is set at four and a half, so decision seems like uh, the books are are anticipating. But yeah, I, I am with you. I I just can't bet it. Uh, Taylor's 10 years younger. He yeah. can match size physicality, which is a huge <laughs> weapon for Cy, and I, I don't know how he'll he'll do compared to a guy who is young and, and can match that sort of size and and power uh but i do think he's the more polished striker and should win i just had to pass trying to be somewhat smart yeah yeah i mean i i really i can't blame you there so let's keep it right on moving uh let's get on to the light heavyweight championship it is omari akhmedov going up against rob wilkinson right now you can get wilkinson for minus 225 akhmedov coming back at plus 160 uh i watched rob wilkinson fight back in august yeah, I just like think the dude's cool. He's a rob, baby. Yeah, I mean, like, how can you not think he's cool when he just starches people, throws absolute bombs? Uh, and this one, I mean, he's going to have a massive size advantage, three inches of height, but nine inches of reach. Dude's not afraid to ball brawl. Eighteen fights, one decision. Has not been to a third round since 2013. Uh, on the other side, Akhmedov, he's he obviously is the better wrestler. Uh, he has fought the better level of competition. Uh, I do think Akhmedov kind of had suspect cardio, and this is a five-round sure. affair. I think Rob is live for a finish in any any of these rounds at any point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they just are forced to stand and trade, I, I am almost convinced Rob is going to find the button and knock him out. A thousand percent. If Akhmedov chain wrestles and, and keeps getting him to the ground, I think he's live for a finish too. Uh, I, I personally, I don't see this going to a decision just with the way that Rob fights. Uh, so I am on the under three and a half, uh, and I am also on Rob Wilkinson money line. Uh, so if he can just come out there and just ice him, that would be uh, just what the doctor ordered for me. I don't have much to say. I- I'm passing on this fight uh, for very similar reasons to the side Taylor. Uh, in my head, Wilkinson probably should win for all other reasons you said. Uh, it really is a question of will the takedowns come and will Akhmedov's gas tank hold up for 25 minutes if they do come. 
Uh, Wilkinson's tough. He's huge, uh, particularly compared to Akhmedov. Uh, that uppercut, very dangerous uh, as, as Akhmedov's shooting in. I just don't like the price because it's hard for me to bet against a man with Medov in, in his name. It's true. So it's tough to do that when when where we're at. But yeah, I, I, I favor Wilkinson to win. I'm just staying away. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. All right. That's the main card. I'll be on Wilkinson and I'll be on the under there. I was honestly, I grabbed the under at minus 140. I was pretty shocked that it opened at three and a half. I just with Rob, the way Rob Wilkinson fights, I thought it would be like a, you know, two and a half at the least. It's not an, it's not a one and a half, but uh, yeah, three and a half is, uh, I mean, you gotta make it halfway I, the I see it at two and a half right now. So three and a half is, uh, is, is very nice. All right. Well, let's keep it rolling. Let's get to the prelims. The battle of Mariasis. Who will come out victor? It's a men's bantamweight bout. Who bouch. owns the name? That's what I'm Who saying. Who will own the name? Shaman Marias versus Marlon Marias. Right now, Shaman, minus 145. Marlon coming back at plus 120. Uh, yeah, Marlon Marias' chin is just not to be trusted at this point. La- last five losses are by KO, TKO. I mean, Marab, that was, TKO. That was before he retired. You know, he retired, he uh, came back. Maybe, maybe that fixed, fixed the chin. The chin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Um I'm staying away from this one because I do think that the level in competition, like the drop off that he's he's taking here to go from killers. I mean, his last four losses, the four straight losses, everyone is currently ranked in in the UFC Bantamweight top ten. Marab six fights were freaking nuts. Yeah, I mean, let's just go through it. Marab, Song Yudong, Corey Sandhagen, Rob Font, Jose Aldo, Henry Cejudo. Rafael Asuncao three and a half years ago, so he was just that much better. Jimmy Rivera, Aljamain Sterling, like that's who is this dude has fought recently? Like John real Dobson, deal. Killers. Rafael Asuncao, that is a stretch of bodies, man. Just, just absolute hitters, top to bottom. Yeah, Shaman Marais uh, isn't quite of that level. And another thing about Marlon Marais, dude cracks. Like he had Marab looking like he was he was pretty much done. Uh, I just feel like. If he doesn't get KO'd, he's going to be doing the KOing in this one. Eight of his last ten have not gone to a decision. Shaman, four of his last six have not gone to a decision, including including two where he got starched in the first round, which very well could be how this fight ends. I mean, Marlon Rice is live in the first round. Uh, I did play the under two and a half at minus 195, uh, but that's all I've got in this fight. You failed to mention the most important thing. Please. Uh these two gentlemen have fought before. They they in fact fought in the World Series of Fighting back when Marlon Marais was, you know, the 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 guy. This is why I uh, come to you. I didn't go back that far. 2015, Marlon Marais versus Shane Marais. World Series of Fighting 22. Uh, we already had this particular fight. It was for the Bantamweight title at the time. So I believe this is a featherweight fight, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Can, it's Bantamweight. They are doing this at Bantamweight? Yeah, 135. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, it would have been cooler, frankly, if it was featherweight. I thought we were just going to give them some bump. But uh, look, you know, we, we talked about it earlier on this card. I'm I'm going with Kayla Harrison, who beat Larissa Pacheco already. I'm going with Ante Delija, who beat Mateo Scheffel already. And this may be the stupidest of them all, but he's plus money. He has a win over this man, like you said, Big drop down, big step down in competition for him. Shaman Marias, uh, not blowing the doors off the world lately. You know, lost to Lance Palmer. His wins in the PFL, not over the best guys. And all the good guys he's fought, Sadiq Yusuf, Andre Feely, Brendan Lane. They're all good, but he's not winning when he's fighting the good guys. I don't think Marlon Marias is good, but he hits really hard. Shaman can be caught. And I am choosing to believe that all of the people who previously won will do so again this weekend. So I've taken a bet on Marlon Marais, uh at that at that plus one twenty figure, and it might be stupid, but we're gonna see. Yeah, I don't really blame you, dude. I mean, it, it's either gonna look stupid, and he's just gonna get like flatlined, and it's just like, wow, his chin is literally gone. The guy cannot take a punch from anyone, or I think he's doing the blasting, man. I mean, the guy is live. The guy can crack, man, and I uh, I won't be surprised if he does that. Plus, here. I don't I don't know I don't know if I should say this on air, but like I am not uh, certain how stringent um, certain testings things exist in the uh, PFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up a so I you know read whatever you know the the SATs are not a part. Uh, are not a, a a huge facet of the PFL, to my understanding. Um, you know, they're there. You got to take them, but they're not, um, you know, the SATs, the ACTs, whatever, PSATs, however you want to go. They're not um, not as big a player. So might see a little, you know, not having to stress out studying for those tests. You might, might do a little better. Yeah, Marlon's probably going to look pretty good there. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling. You're rolling with I think Marlon. we can agree, though, one one certain thing about this fight before we exit. What is it? These two guys, they look good getting off the bus. Uh, this is this is a body beautiful battle yeah, right here, yeah. just. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna all lie to you. All stars. Oh, all stars. These dudes, they they look good. They've got fantastic physiques. Uh yeah. This is definitely a physique matchup. I can't lie. I was I thought you were about to drop it on me. <laughs> it's a real original one that I have not seen yet. No one said it, but I think Marais is probably going to win. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm that. That's not my, that's not my cup of tea. But thank you, you know. for not doing that because uh, I've seen. No, about I'd 19. rather just comment that these two men are chiseled from stone. Yes, from stone, I couldn't agree with you more. I've only seen the uh, Marais is going to win probably 18 million times. <laughs> Stop being funny after the 17 million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. Uh, time. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, on the prelims, it is a welterweight bout. Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Let me just say that one more time for the people at home. Is that, is that two? Magomed, Magomed Karamov. He's in the city so nice, they named it twice. New York, New York. This guy's so tough, so scary. They hit him with two Magomeds. Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Going up against Gleason's about. Uh, right now, you can get Magomed, Magomed Karamov for minus 550 Gleason at plus. 340. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gleason's been around the block, dude. First pro fight in 1999. Has fought some big names in his career. Uh, only dude to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov 
and Islam Makhachev. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but he is almost 40 now. Um, I, I just feel like Magomed Magomed Karamov. I'll, I'll keep saying that just for the people at home. Magomed's it's almost 50. like we had a rule about... 51 and 8 in UFC. I know this isn't UFC, but we got two Magomeds. I feel like it's worth uh, playing him. Plus, he's just, he is younger, man. He is in his prime. He, in my opinion, he's the better striker. Both these dudes, good ground games, good takedown defense. So, because of that, I probably see it just staying on the feet. Magomed's also much bigger, five inches of height, five inches of reach. Glazen doesn't really have that knockout punch that we saw him lose to Ray Cooper with, a fight that I think he was winning up until that point. He has no KO since 2010, uh, only one in the last 15 years. Also, just a side note, got to be pretty sour, got to be pretty salty going into this weekend. And your last two wins are over, over the two welterweight finalists. Yeah, he's he's got a chip on his shoulder, I suspect. Can't, like, it's got to be like, man, that'd be both these dudes and they get to go home with a million dollars. Yeah, and just, yeah, this whole, the whole, the whole welterweight one. Uh, I mean, I love it. I think we got, we got a great, we got a fun, weird one, certainly, but you got to just be like, I'm not confident these two dudes are numbers three and four in this weight class in, yeah. in the organization. Yeah, like what are we doing here? Just it, it, it's how attorneys go. Sometimes, you know, Cinderella's make it, baby. That's a fact. That is a fact. Like the US of A and the old World Cupper are going to just shock some people. Big win over England, loading on Friday. Man, that would just be the funniest possible thing in the world. That would be incredible. Uh, it would be incredible. So is it safe to say that Magomed Magomed Karamov is the third leg of yep. your parlay? Yeah, he wow, finishes I called off the parlay. It. Yeah, tough one to call well, that. Way to, way to be original, because I looked at that being the third leg, and then I decided not to just because uh, Gleason Tebow has a history of making me either look bad or sweat bets. Uh, and so I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't feel confident enough in Magomed uh, to lay this price. And I can, I'll just take two, two leg parlay and I'll stay away from this one. That'll be fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, I tried not to be too exposed on this fight card that I did very little like tape study for. Oh yeah. I did way too much research. I'm going, so I'm, I'm pretty exposed, but, uh, I'm all right with that. I am all right with that. Uh, let's get to the last fight of the night. It is. A women's flyway belt. Dakota Decheva going up against Catherine Coragines. Do you have action on this fight? Yeah, let me break it down. You, for you, you absolute hero. You really are just coming in here to. You're going to the card. Bets on everything. I bets love on it. Whole, Except almost, for Julia. Bo- yeah, <laughs> don't have laugh. don't have one on that. Don't have one on uh, Biagio you should Ali bet Wash. The over on that fight. Yeah, that's that probably is a good play. That's a the little, Bud Aspen lad over. Is two and a half over two and a half is minus two hundred. Bet that. Give me alt props that like that. The the Saidi Bousset over one and a half. Julia Bud Aspen Lad over one and a half. Now we're really talking here. Oh my goodness, just cooking. It's it's the bread and butter. Okay, so I actually watched tape on this fight. Um, uh, the, tell me. So I parlayed up Dakota Decheva. So I did that three leg parlay. Then I added Ante Delizia and Dakota Decheva. Uh, so that pays out at plus two forty. Yeah, it just kind of feels like they might be setting her up here. I mean, she's 6-0. Five of her wins are by knockout. She's a British Muay Thai champion. She went 11-1 as a kickboxer. She's 24. Like, she's just improving. 
Uh, she's training at Manchester, an American top team. Uh, she's going up against Catherine Corrigines. She's a BJJ brown belt. She's got good submissions, but just watching some uh, some highlights on her Instagram, I just don't think she's going to have much in the in the department on the on the stand up for uh, for Dakota. I imagine Dakota's probably going to get another knockout win, uh, depending on what the the odds are. If I can get like fight doesn't go to a decision at at plus money, I will I will likely play that. Like I said, who knows if we're going to get any props when we're going to get them. Uh, I will be checking constantly up until Friday. Uh, but that is what I'm going to go with. I parlayed up Dakota to Cheba. I love it. I have nothing on this, which I believe means that we have finished with this card. We finished with this card. Last thing I want to say, uh, I really tried to force something. I really tried to think of something. Oh, I hope you're about to say what I hope you're about to say. I want to hear what you're thinking because I was just going to say a Thanksgiving bet. I couldn't think of one. I want oh, like a Thanksgiving oh, you got themed a Thanksgiving bet. One. I don't have Ooh, one. Okay. I don't have one. I couldn't think of anything. I well, I didn't even think of that. I should have. I could have. I, I'm sure I could have found something while we were doing this. I decided that um, I just don't have any. I don't have enough of a stew cooking right now. I've got a lot of bets that I actually feel like very reasonable about. Yeah, you know, some value plays, uh-huh. some bets that I think are going to hit. So let's just get grimy with it because, you know, it's championship weekend. It's the PFL champion. The biggest championships in sports happening this Friday. You're going. I'm going to be watching six title fights, $6 million being handed out. So I cooked up a stew, buddy. Cooked up a championship favorite parlay soup. Six of them. We talked about all the fights. We'll have to get into it again. Kayla Harrison, Livio Mercier, Ante Delaja, Brendan Lognay, Sadabu Sai, and Rob Wilkinson. All six of them down, paying out at plus 633. F it. Let's have a good time. I mean, I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that because I'm riding on all of those people <laughs> and, anyway. And it seems like a lock that it's going to hit. Like, I can't imagine that I don't win all my money right now. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, PFL. PFL is like Bellator. It's where you feel all you feel so confident about your bets, and then you get halfway through the first fight, and you're like, "Oh, I'm no. probably gonna lose some money tonight." When I see the Bellator like intro, it like gives me PTSD, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm about to lose some money. Like, I'm about to lose some money. That's that's all I know." You know, maybe I'm gonna lose money. I don't think so. I think I'm gonna hit a plus six thirty parlay and just just feel the vibes, baby. I love it. I love it. I mean, you want me to be totally honest? I'm all right if I lose money. I don't mind losing money if I'm at the card in person. It just makes it that much sweeter if I do win money. Oh, it's just it's just the best. So did you come up with a Thanksgiving, any any kind of gimmick Thanksgiving bet? I no can't little, think of No one. turkey, mashed potatoes, nothing? That's what I'm saying. Like, what, what could mac we even and cheese. do? Like, uh, Bubba it's sounds hard. like someone that would be at a Thanksgiving table. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe you just do Maybe you just do a parlay. Every, every bet on the card, you just parlay them all up. <laughs> Just a, a Thanksgiving feast of a bet. That sounds smart to me, man. Just feast or famine. You get them all, just, I mean, just how, a big payout. I don't see what could go wrong there. Uh, Kayla Kayla Harrison's the cranberry sauce. There's no one with a T. No. Yeah, I can't think of anything. No. I was, I was going to do like turkey. I was going to do, yeah. Tabao, Tabao could be turkey. I mean... T-bow. Sure, but we can't bet on it. You know, it, just, it is what it is. We don't have to force anything. We've we've done our duty. We've given bets. We're making money. You're going to the card. Yeah. It's going to be a great. And then we've got the UFC back next week. So we're. Let's go. We're cooking Big with gas. Big card next week. Big card next week. 
Yeah, so I, I ended up with seven singles. Uh, Brennan Lognay, Moneyline, minus 105. Rob Wilkinson, Moneyline, minus 165. Ante Delizia, Moneyline, minus 210. I said minus, fi- minus 215 earlier. Actually, I got it at minus 210. Uh, Sadi Bousset, minus 160. Uh, Marias Marias, under 2.5, minus 195. Wilkinson Ahmedov, my, under 3.5, minus 140. I added the Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco, over 1.5, minus 160 during the show. I have a parlay, Magomed, Magomed, Karamov, OAM, Kayla Harrison, pays out for me at minus 115. That same three, add Dakota Decheva, add Ante Delizia, that pays out at plus 240. Looking to add an alt overs over one and a half if they drop, and uh, we'll probably parlay up. Fight does not go to a decision for the heavyweight over, I mean for the heavyweight ship and the light heavyweight ship. Yeah, I'll... I'm going to try and add some props. If we ever get them, maybe we don't, you know, maybe I don't know PFL if we're just to, doesn't man. exist with props. And that's, uh, we'll have to write a letter. Somebody should write a letter, uh, for right, that right now. I want to deliver it directly to, to their chairman. That's important. Oh yeah. Just talk to Ray. Be like, Hey Ray, man, to call, call some people. Let's make some things happen here. Uh, I am on, uh, the Harrison Pacheco over three and a half rounds at plus plus one forty-five. I'm also going to take, I think a half shove bet on Harrison where I'll just push half the stack on him. That's not set yet, but Harrison is also uh, in a parlay. We'll get to that. I'm on Brendan Lognane with you. I'm on onto Delijah. I would love to get a prop for Delijah by KO inside the distance. Yes. I don't have those up yet, but I'd love that. I'm taking a shot on Julia Budd at plus 190, taking a shot on Marlon Marais at plus 120. I'm on uh, Delijah Shuffle over one and a half at minus 145. I'm on OAM and Stevie Ray over four and a half at minus 175. And I'm getting Kayla Harrison OAM parlay at minus 204. And I cooked up the Thanksgiving feast, the championship favorite parlay, six legs, all of the favorites in all six of the championship fights, plus 633, just capping off the weekend in style. There it is. The PFL World Championships. Who else is doing this? No one. Nobody. Nobody but no bets bar. That's so what we why do. We're the best, the biggest podcast in the game. Wish we had more gimmicks this card, but you know what are you going to do? It's PFL not championships. We had a lot of bets in action. Hopefully, it's a good night. I will be there if you're at the beautiful Hulu Theater in uh, beautiful New York, New York, connected to the Madison Square Garden. Come say what's good, uh, and hopefully, we we can cash some bets together. Until next week, UFC Orlando. Cannot wait for that one. Stephen Thompson. Wonder Boy going up against Kevin Holland. It's going to be, be exciting. Uh, also, just because I want to throw it out there right now, throw it. something for us to be thinking about. I mean, obviously this weekend, th- those dogs are going to do the thing. It's Georgia Tech, you know, as we, as we continue the march. That Stephen Thompson card, I don't, I don't know if uh, if you looked at the at the date. Uh, this championship against LSU. It it would appear that there may be a conflict of sporting events on that particular Saturday, and uh, you know I'm uh, I'm I'm looking into going. I yes. haven't I haven't secured a ticket, um, but uh, looking into going to support the dogs. So, let's go! I need it. You got to be in the building. Uh, Seven o'clock start. I can understand that. I can understand that because it's... I like that because they don't want to counter-program George LSU. It's just smart. That that is actually exactly why they're doing it. I mean, you can be home easily. You know, go out, party a little bit, miss the prelims, get home for the main card. Oh, I'll be home for the main. Main card's sweet. 
Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, Taitui Vasa, Sergei Pavlovich, Mateus Nikolaou, Matt Schnell, RDA, Brian Barbarena, and then Wonder Boy, Kevin Holland. I mean, I'm I'm down for that. Uh, also, I think we might do our, our first little one championship talk because uh, a little man by the name of Rainer de Ritter goes on Friday Ooh. night, and they have recently been posting odds Love for that. Love him. That is Parlay Peace City for my guy. I want to be clear. I am... I drive the RDR bandwagon. Uh, if you guys have, I'm it, on board. I am I, on board. I am the man who got him ranked in the MMAfighting.com global rankings, the only rankings that matter. I have been driving the the RDR bandwagon forever, and I am I am ready. I, my body is ready for him to just continue his reign of dominance. Uh, honestly, like a pretty decent one card. Roberto Soldich making his, his one debut. It's going to be just lights out. Banger. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually looking forward to this. I will definitely uh, definitely get I some love action it. down. Just dabbling all around. I love it. I love it. Give me the cross-promotion parlays all day long. Uh, yeah, should be great. Next weekend should be great. This weekend should be great. We're just going to coast right into the holidays, man. And then we'll just flip the calendar and start it all over, baby. I'm, I'm so excited about some future bets. For, that's going to be a good podcast, too. That's going to be a good podcast, too. teasing you guys. I was going to say, pod. great tease there. Who does it? Nobody but no bets barred. Else. We're, we're going to make this episode short. Nope. Can't another do hour, it. Another hour 15 in the can. <laughs> Classic. It doesn't matter the content. It doesn't matter the subject matter. We're going to go at least an hour. We had six championship fights. We had to. Can't Couldn't wait. be helped. Uh, all right. Till next week, my man. <laughs> Love you guys. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.